Glory, glory, Sacramento. Hello, and welcome to the 916 Republic podcast. 25 years and nine months ago yesterday, Scott's mom and dad had a tickle fight. What resulted (laughs) was nothing short of a miracle. A star was born, and we can only sit back and wonder as to why it is that we get to share our time on this pale blue dot with the one and only Scott Waits. If you would like to show your appreciation for this man on his almost special day, he can comfortably fit into either a size medium or large shirt, and I'm sure he would greatly appreciate a Sac Republic City 3rd kit, or (laughs) an Away Days football mystery package. Shout out to our unofficial sponsor, Away Days Football. (laughs) Scott, happy birthday. How are you doing this evening? I'm I'm good. Yeah. I, I didn't like the imagery you started with. I went into shock the and I heard fight? nothing else after tickle fight. Scott, I have, I have a story to tell you. No, I don't want to From your wedding. Story. Do we have time for a story? Sure, quick story. Quick time. story. So, uh, at your wedding, I was seated with Brad, our, our good friend, his good his our good her his wife, who's also our good friend, and <laughs> his good friend, <laughs> his wife. His wife. <laughs> and uh, your parents and your parents your dad's brother. And, and your mom was oh. telling us at the table the story about on their wedding, uh, your dad's brother took like 15,000 salt shakers and like shook them into your dad's uh, suitcase because uh, he had a lock on it because he knew that his brother would try to mess with him. And so he like locked his suitcase. But then your brother, your dad's, your uncle, I guess, like <laughs> pried open the suitcase and like shook up on a bunch of salt in there. And then your mom was telling us, she's like, and it was so crazy because his his clothes had a bunch of salt in it. And then your dad's like, but honey, we didn't need them anyway. And I'm like, oh no, I can't, no. It was so, it was so, but it was funny. It was, uh, it definitely saw that side of your parents I've never seen before. It was funny and scarring all at the same time. Both, both okay. painful and very enjoyable. Okay. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> How are we gonna transition from this? Well, well, cool. I also joining me in the studio tonight. <laughs> it's Zach's mom and dad. Or full send. Scott's mom and dad. Uh, full send. Full, full send. send. Well, it was not Zach's birthday yesterday. No. However, I think he should still be celebrated at this time. Thank you. Zach fits easily into a size large, which came as a surprise to me because I uh-huh. thought he was a small medium. And uh, anyway, he would also be open to receiving a Sac City third kit or an Away Days football mystery kit or both. I'm sure this would uh, certainly raise his spirits because this weekend he got absolutely flattered <laughs> by my lovely younger sister I did. in a low stakes but still competitive fantasy football league. Zach, I'm sorry for allowing my sister to play with us, <laughs> but sometimes these things do happen. Anyway, how are you tonight? Well, honestly, Nolan, as you know, I am on cloud nine right now. Oh, good. Um, I was not expected to win in my, you know, big buy-in league, fantasy right, right, league. $30. Right. Pulled it out. Big money. It's the big, big money. money, bro. Mm-hmm. And we pulled it out and we won somehow. I don't even know. Because your quarterback last played minute. both quarterback and running back. Yeah, exactly. For four quarters. Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Let me just tell you why Deshaun Watson. No, is- we don't have time. That's <laughs> no, a different podcast. <laughs> overall, sport. overall, I'm doing real good, Nolan. Good. Glad to hear that. Nolan, how are you doing? I'm doing so well. Yeah? Yeah. Would, would you say you're doing about as good as the 200 people that were or are going to be? We didn't actually look up the date <laughs> on the field for the Las Vegas Lights $10,000 cash drop. Uh, I would say I'm almost as good as that, but not quite because that sounds like a pretty sweet deal. It, it 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 quite does. Yeah. They literally dropped ten grand in just 
bills, cash dollar bills, cash money, money onto Scratch. the field Chatta. in the at halftime for two hundred people to just grab. Yeah, if wow. that doesn't scream Las Vegas, I don't know what does. I just wouldn't be able to do that without strangling someone. <laughs> like we both reach for a bill. Well, and the, good news, you probably had to sign a waiver. Yeah. So, yeah, so if you like did something like that, you wouldn't keep the money or something. I'm sure there was a couple elbows thrown. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I did. Sharpen those elbows. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Well, that happened. Yeah, that's the start of our news segment. Yes. That, so that ten thousand dollars is doubled from last year. Do we think they double it next year? Absolutely. Twenty grand. This is Vegas, baby. Their owner is a complete moron. He had a <laughs> water balloon fight on the field at halftime. I'm sure he would double his cash. Drop. They basically played in mud. No, yeah, I'm just kidding. I don't know. So, I wonder what it, what plastic. the conditions were. Mud plastic, plastic pieces. Yeah. Save I'm the sure turtles. It, no, I bet they did no. a pretty good job of, of getting the kill water. the llamas. That's what that's we want to do. What we want. Yeah. <laughs> Those llamas ate so much plastic. I guarantee. Okay. Oh, oh man. Uh, other news and notes from around the league. Tyler Blackwood started and scored for St. Louis on yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, buddy. Zach said it before. Good players, bad management. Uh-huh. More proof of that. Proof of that. Elliot Horde also started at left back. For Hartford Athletic. Yeah. Cool thing there. But the big news, okay? Oh. The one that we teased on our social medias and yep. and got a very good response a very good from... response yeah hey uh we're on instagram 916 republic mm, twitter yeah. at 916 republic reddit we are on reddit, reddit, right now. reddit now. Scott. where the tea is spilt no, yeah yeah and uh we're we don't have our own reddit page we thought we might as well just talk yeah. about you know what the sacramento republic fans are talking where they're talking so r slash sac republic that's where you can see us 916 republic making our comments um MLS expansion update. This is, to me, the most intriguing and, at the same time, less least satisfying mm. update we could possibly get. The link for this article is already on our Instagram, so go find it on our Instagram. Basically, Sacramento Bee article published on Friday afternoon saying that the framework for the deal to bring Major League Soccer to Sacramento is already done. There are just some small details that the team is working through. Real quick, hmm. what what are we feeling about this? Because we had some we had some thoughts, we had some pessimistic commenters on Instagram. We did, mm-hmm. and I somewhat agreed with them because to this article really re- revealed nothing new regarding the state of MLS uh, expansion in Sacramento, and so. Um, I think it just kind of summarized the little pieces of rumors and information that have been floating around uh, the internet and the news world. Um, so it's nice to have that uh, that synthesis of thought all in one article, but it really was not anything groundbreaking. It's If it's true that they've agreed to a deal and that they're just working out the minor details, great. MLS is coming. We should be excited. I just think it's more complicated than that. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. I, I I don't really have anything else to say. I pretty much just kind of agree with those comments. Yeah, this is the one thing I will say. This wasn't the sports reporter reporting this. So mm-hmm. it's not like this leak came from within the team or Major League Soccer. Mm-hmm. These were two guys that report from Capitol Hill. Okay, Ooh. so my guess is, and something I saw on Reddit that I agree with, is that this leak probably came from the city maybe just to generate some hype Hmm. some buzz that's kind of the feeling i'm getting but the fact that somebody felt confident enough to publish the hype which is kind of sad that 
I'm even saying that, um, is good enough for me. There's been some other hype. There has been. Around uh, the 916 Republic podcast oh, yeah. here. Um, we asked, you guys responded. We wanted to know what players you wanted to come see play for at Sacramento Republic. Mm. Talked about our players last show. While Fall started and scored a penalty for uh, Ottawa. Ottawa. That was Nolan's midfielder. Zach's forward, Jerome Kiesevetter, mm. started and scored on Wednesday for El Paso. Back from injury. Yep. My guy started, and that's it. Well, he's um, a defender, so. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Some players you guys commented on our Instagram story. Brendan Aronson. Mm. Nolan Brendan. actually has a connection with this player. I happen to know him personally. We grew- no, I'm kidding. We did. I met his dad on a like r- totally random off chance thing in England. If you're interested in that story, go back and listen to podcast number whatever. It probably has a title, Nolan's Trip to England in it. Um, but anyway, I met his dad. Cool guy. Said some cool stuff about Brendan Aronson. One thing he told me was that before signing with the Philadelphia Union, uh, Brendan Aronson was considering a move to Southampton in the Premier League. So um, that just shows you the caliber uh, of this player. He's extremely, extremely good. He generally occupies an attacking midfield position, whether that's a 10 or the 8 is kind of... uh, He's still figuring that out. He's young. He's 18. Um, To me, this was a suggestion that should Sacramento get an MLS bid, could be a plausible. Like he could stay in MLS for the rest of his career and Sacramento would be one of many options available available to him. Um, and two, would be very exciting to see him come to Sacramento because he's a phenom. He has a lot to prove still, um, and we could catch him. Phenoms usually have a lot to prove. He's like a phenomenal player. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has the potential to be great. Right. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah. And, he, um, and so like if we get him, say he's 18 now, we get him when he's 21, he plays from 21 to 23, and then he blows up 24 to 26 somewhere else, great. But we right. developed him and we gleaned a lot of – uh, you know, he worked for us well. Yeah, so that's that's what I was going to say, is this is definitely a, okay, we are a major league soccer team, we are building our team. The the name that we want to, to be around. associated with us is Brendan Aronson because mm-hmm. we feel that if we spend $2 million on a transfer within the league for him, that we could sell him for 5 or $8 million in a couple years after giving him starting minutes and not bringing anyone in to compete with him for those starting minutes. Mm. That's definitely the feeling I get. Not a guy that could play for us now. He, he's just, he, there's no way. He's too good. He's a Major League Soccer player oh, for yeah. sure. Another Major League Soccer player that doesn't need much explanation is Carlos Avella. Vela. Carlos Vela. I love him. The note we have for him is he's the Mexican goat. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Say greatest of Whatever all time. Goatism. Don't know about Mex. Don't know about greatest greatest of all time. I just don't know Mexican soccer history that much. Mo- that much. Know. But right now, this season, before his little hamstring injury, twenty seven goals, t- ten assists in twenty six games. Ugh. Is that even possible that he comes to Sacramento from L.A. If he's like thirty seven? Okay. <laughs> I, I, yeah, well, maybe so not So this is his second year in LA. Okay, yeah. so he probably signs three, four, five-year deal. Okay, so just putting that out there. Do, do we think that maybe toward the end of the deal, he's 32, 33? He's not moving away from MLS uh, or League MX. I could see him moving back to Mexico and playing for 
Club America or, yeah. you know, one of those those big teams in okay. that league and finish out his career at home where he's loved. Not that he's not loved in L.A. and in the U.S., but... Um, back home. Yeah, back home. But, I mean, he might be down for an adventure, move north a couple hours. He, maybe he likes California. Yeah, it's still close to Mexico. Yeah. You know, it's not like he's moving to Boston. It's yeah. like, oh, he's so far away from family, you know? Yeah, he's already been a part of a startup project in L.A., and maybe that was really enriching for him. So it really yeah. depends on, on his, uh, you know, those intangible things that you talk about in a player, uh, what motivates him. And maybe, it's in, yeah. maybe being part of something new is what gets his juices flowing. So yeah, if that's the case, Sacramento would be a great place for him. I, and I think it's a dollars and cents. Yeah. Hey, we'll pay you more money. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It's improbable. But not impossible. Yes. Yeah, and, and I think if you say, hey, we're going to pair you with this young American number 10 midfielder to kind of feed you the ball and get you in good positions, that could happen. Mm. I think a name that is a bit more aimed toward a USL contract right now is our third player, goalkeeper, Andrew Tarbell. Yeah. Hasn't really started since last year yeah. with the earthquakes, and that's when the earthquakes... Yeah, they weren't that good. Yeah. Um, and... I just, I don't know if he's even a guy that we would be excited about on a USL contract. I think he would be brought in to be a high-level backup USL goalie yeah. at this point. Just, from, I think, from what we talked about before, what we've seen, we're not that happy. No. he's not, he's He would be a downgrade from Bobby Shuttleworth. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. I would agree. And, and we said Bobby Shuttleworth last year didn't have that good of a year yeah, in minnesota no. okay but he's played well here and i'd but be least, happy to keep him yeah. yeah with rafa diaz behind him rafa diaz did not play bad before shuttleworth got you and and granted uh goalkeeper highlights are really hard to find and they the ones really that do make find. it on the tube are like generally mistakes <laughs> yeah or and, the big diving save right or, yeah and he had he had like one big diving save in a preseason game and then one horrible mistake in an open cup game yeah was and he so, the goalie that we played in the open cup game sacramento against san jose this season? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't look that up. I wouldn't be surprised if it is. I wouldn't Jimmy be either because he is the backup at San Jose and he's not played for Reno this year. He hasn't. It's so, been this like this other like 25-year-old guy, yeah. which I think that's the biggest tell for me. Yeah. Because do you want your backup to be playing and like in form? So if you can put him with the reserves, I, I mean, for Major League Soccer generally. He did play against us in the Open Cup hey, game. Hey. Yeah, I wasn't that impressed. Okay. Tarbell, but who's who suggested that? He let that? three goals in know? on a USL team. Oh no, I you know what? It's we, okay. I don't know. If you're listening, let us know on social media. Yeah, tell us who you are. Yeah, reveal yourself because he, that was a kind of good suggestion, but kind of bad one. He let Bjev score on him, but it was good yeah. in the fact that it's super realistic. Yeah, like very realistic. The chance of him being in Major League Soccer next year is very small. The chance of him playing in USL is very high, yeah. in my opinion. The fact that he knew his name. So that's probably the best recommendation in that yeah. sense. Observation. Yep. Yeah. All right, let's move on now to a quick review of USA-Mexico. We could talk about Serginio Des. We could talk about Josh Sargent getting mm. on the field. We could talk about the back line and how they played, or mm. Zach Steffen and how uncomfortable he looked. Yeah. We could even talk about... Jazzy Zardes, and is he really the guy we want to see playing forward? We could talk about Will Trapp, and why is he in there if we already know what he offers? There's so many things we could talk about. What's just the one takeaway you guys had from the game? Well, Scott, as you know, last year in the World Cup, I supported our 
lovely neighbors, Mexico, because I had no because you're a traitor. United States team <laughs> to cheer for. Uh, so I'm rather, well, I'm not really that acquainted with the Mexican national team, but I know some of the players. And Irving Lozano has been generating quite a bit of heat in Europe this oh, summer. Yeah. And yep. he finally made his move from PSV in the uh, Dutch Air Divisie to Napoli in the Italian First Division. And uh, he came on as a sub in Italy in a game against Juventus, a Juventus team that has Cristiano Ronaldo on that team and scored a goal and, you know, rallied Napoli back from three being down 3-0 to leveling it at 3-3 and then a, hor- a horrible... Anyway, they lost the game. But he played really well in that game. To go from that intensity, um, that was the last game before the international break, to go yeah. from there and then playing really well in the U.S.-Mexico game, kudos. Yeah, I've- and Napoli-Juventus, that's like... Th- think of that as like the north versus the south yeah like the sophistication of juventus and versus like the southern grit of napoli yeah that's a big game great game um if i could add anything to this game it was you know it was a rough one we lost three nothing uh there was a lot of negative points dest uh i forget his first name Dest. Serginho. Serginho Dest, mm. 18-year-old, started for American. us at the right back. Dutch American, uh, plays at Ajax. He's been starting um, for Ajax uh, in the right back position, which is a big deal. That's awesome. He's 18 years old. Super cool to see. Um, he did not play well. Uh, Scott may give you a little bit different take on it. What I thought my observations was he didn't play well. Got megged. Um, for a a goal in the first half, I believe, um, and overall look played very shy and timid. But this let's let's remember this is a friendly. So to see an eighteen year old playing for us in a friendly, I I was all for it. That's fine by me. Um, so I have no problem with him playing, even if he played bad. He got really good experience against you know a really tough opponent in a in a good game that has a lot of you know high energy. And then uh, Christian Pulisic, he played like he was constantly trying to do too much. And he had a, co- a couple good runs, a couple, you know, good moves. But the whole game, he he just looked so frustrated and looked like he had the, the weight of the world on his shoulders during a friendly. I, you know, I it was just a little, it was tough. It was tough to just see him. Yeah. Just, just seeing his, like, body language. Yeah, and... Just really quickly going back to the Dest thing, because I'll touch on the Pulisic thing as well real quick, but I think Serginho Dest actually played very well and confident those first, what was it, like 15 or 20 minutes before that goal. Okay. I, I thought yeah. he looked like he was mentally ready for that game and wasn't concerned about who he was playing against because he was like, yeah, I play right back for Ajax week in week out now like that's that's my job so playing left back against some other people in a friendly at, who play at a equal or lower level maybe isn't that big of a deal um he looked like he got scared after he got megged and that first goal went in christian pulisic i thought played like a guy that he he knows he's probably one of the best players on the field if not the best technically on the ball and he also played like a guy that was frustrated i i think he looked 
frustrated at times. And I have to say that's maybe credit to Mexico that they frustrated him. Yeah, um, possibly, yeah. I think my my just big takeaway is I just don't think this four four two in defense is working. That's something I mentioned last time. Or just he's Ardes, in my opinion. I I just I think that they're <laughs> the it's just not working. Again, I, I I'm I'm sure there were little tweaks that I my eye just didn't catch, but it's not working. The thing that's most frustrating though is there are glimpses of the U.S. being really good. And there, there, yeah. there are. We have some really good young individual talent. There, there's, there's this one passing sequence within the first like ten minutes that it was like, wow, the U.S. has had the ball for like two minutes or like three and a half, two and a half minutes, which that's a pretty long time in soccer mm-hmm. to maintain the ball. And I, I even remember the commentator going like, wow, that's a, this is a really long passing sequence. And they are really good one touch off the ball. Yeah, and that's that's what makes me go like, oh hey, like. This there's, is, there's, there's, posit- there's positives here. And then <laughs> they're, they're such bad negatives. Yeah. It's just frustrating. But the U.S. play Tuesday night against Uruguay. Maybe a better game? I don't know. Yeah. Um, some players had to go back home to their clubs. We didn't, didn't get to see John Brooks. Christian Pulisic has left, as well as a few other people. Zach Steffen, Alfredo Morales in the midfield. Sergeant will be playing, I believe. I think so. I would like to see that. Um, and somebody else left. I can't remember who. But we we don't want to spend too much time on this game because we have a game to review. The Tacoma Defiance game hey, yep. mm-hmm. at home. Sacramento Republic winning 3-0 to zero yeah. against Tacoma Defiance. Thomas Edelboltson with his second brace at home in two home matches. So if he can keep this up, yeah. my prediction will be correct. <laughs> yeah. He will score all the goals. And... All the goals. Did you All the say goals. Over nine and a half, right? I said nine. I put I them think, at nine. I think with Yeah, I think I said ten goal. I think nine and a half over under. And I think I said I think he could do over. So he's four goals in four games. Hmm. I'm right there. You're right there. Well um, Scott, I must say, <laughs> after today after the latest win from oh Sacramento Republic, uh-huh. Scott, the comeback is on, baby. <laughs> Three goals unanswered, and we got we got Wassa, and we got Innovosin doing anything. It's back, baby. We got the juice back. The boys are back, and we're gonna win a lot. Nolan looked like he was gonna fall asleep next to me. Not thirty seconds before this, <laughs> he's like this dumb, stupid American USA soccer review. <laughs> And then it, we're like, all right, moving on. Nolan, the Republic is back. Nolan lives in Long Kentucky for like three Republic. years. And he's like, I'm from the South and we shall rise again. That's right. Oh. I'm oh, listening to Bluegrass. I just, I'm just never convinced by these big wins at home against trash no, teams. Because we've had uh, well, a 6-0 be. win against Tulsa. Yeah. 4-0 against Colorado. Yeah. 3-0 now against whatever team. Tacoma, Tacoma High School, Middle School. Yeah. Like, yeah, for real. And it was nice to actually... It was nice to get a bunch of goals and, yeah. and win and stuff. But, yeah. I mean, watching this game, outside of those, it felt like maybe six or seven individual moments we had. Hmm. In the second half, we just took our foot off and fell fell asleep. I almost feel like that was intentional, though. Do you guys feel like that was intentional? Like, conserve some energy yeah, like we for like, this. Okay, we're up two goals. Like, let's, Midweek game, let's pull back. possibly. Yeah. Be more solid. I don't know. I, 
Well, it worked. We. I mean, we it did a, work. Yeah, I can't. I guess I can't be mad at nothing. that. Like, yeah. if that was the case, then good job. If you were able to save some energy. Yeah. Like, just sit back defensively and then counter for a couple goals. Like, all right, worked. Yeah. Some people would criticize a manager for making that decision in terms of going up two nil, two nil, pulling out, uh, you know, an attacking player and putting in a defensive midfielder. Yeah. I don't think that that is a bad managerial decision. I think that's very safe, conservative, especially in a league where we don't, where it's getting. Into the home stretch, players have to be fresh. Yeah, and to to be sense. fair, we didn't. He, the subs that Simon Elliott made weren't defensive. Yeah, he put in Formella. He put in Werner. He put in. Oh gosh. He, oh, it was a a center back for Barahona. He yeah. put in Chanson Pulos at center back, and then moved Mahoney out to right back, and Jordan McRae to left back, which is cool to see Jordan McRae finish the game at left back, but. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I mean, he he made attacking substitutions to push for that third goal. But mm. c- could I have a, a minute of a, of your of your time, Scott? Give it you to us. you have tuned in here to uh, the Republic podcast. You have, you know that I am prone for a small <laughs> rant every once in a while. This yes. will be tiny. Okay. okay. Yes, 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 yes. This yes. is my rundown of what I think the Republic's building out of the back strategy is okay pay attention folks we have already talked about center back passing this all starts with center backs i don't have to talk about them anymore option number one if there is a ball on the ground to be played to a forward play it so what i saw from republic this game was uh drew skundrick and thomas edwoldson would both play number 10s so they would push very high and they would stand on the outside shoulder of the two number sixes for the Tacoma Defiance Teenage High School Middle School yes. Club. Okay. Uh-huh. And they would slowly sidestep and pull those two number sixes wide. Mm-hmm. Wider and wider so that there was a big passing lane for Cameron Iwasa to stand in and receive the ball. And they would try to manipulate them. And also Jaime Villarreal would try to manipulate the people, the other midfielders, so that the center back could potentially pass to Iwasa. If that pass wasn't on, and it was not on most of the time because there's a, that's, a, that's a long ball to play on the ground, okay? It doesn't happen that often. If that pass wasn't on, then the second option is to play the ball to a fullback. The, the fullback next to you, okay? That fullback would then play the ball to the winger on their side. That fullback's job would then be to make an underlapping run in to receive a pass from that winger and then continue play. It was kind of free from there. You can keep dribbling. You could try to go outside, whatever. Or the roles would be flipped. The center back would play the ball to the winger who had tucked in and then try to play the ball out to the fullback. And that's how it would work. They, they would just rotate rolls. Either way, it takes the fullback going up the field and one of the fullback tucking in or the winger tucking in. So I, I was with a friend this time who knows soccer but doesn't watch a lot of soccer, and he was asking, why is Bijev, who's a right-footed player, on the left side? And I said, well, if you watch him, he he's supposed to tuck in a lot. So he's supposed to get the ball in dangerous spots on his right foot so he can shoot. And... To kind of just translate this a little bit, I played hockey, um, and I was left-handed. I played right wing because of that same reason. I was able to stick handle up. I was able to use my speed going down the side, 
and then I was able to cut in, and the puck was on my forehand. And so it's kind of similar. Like the puck, uh, you're able to, in soccer with BJ, you're able to cut in, and then the ball's on your dominant foot for a shot. So Yeah. So Okay, so that is number two. Number three is the center back would look, if number one's not open, you look to number two. If number two's not open, like 2A, two 2B, two if those aren't open, then you look for number three, which is a long ball switch from whatever side of the field you are on to the opposing winger. So, for example, it would be from the right center back over to the left winger. So, like, uh, Mahoney to Bijev or Tainer to... Aliman. Yeah, Aliman. Whoever was out there. Um, And then option number four is, like, if you're in a panic, you're in a struggle, you don't know what to do, play it up to Awasa and his positioning, because he's not that tall, his positioning will be so good that he will win the ball and we'll play off of that. Yeah. Which is what we saw from Barahona early on in the season. It was like, oh, he's a giant. He can win these balls and we'll play off of him. So those are the four uh, kind of super basic what I have seen over this season. And I say super basic as a negative because what we are talking about this past weekend is that these are fine ways to progress play up the field, but they're fairly basic they are and that's kind of my my little my little rant my little tangent it's not really a rant i guess it's more of a me kind of explaining what i've seen my thoughts but yeah an astute observation i guess i guess my question then seeing how this works against teenagers do we think it's going to work against austin a more experienced very good team. Question. A very experienced team. Yeah. Team with a lot of older players, a lot of veterans that have seen these things for years. Played at higher levels. Yeah. Yeah. It, it may have worked against the uh, the Tacoma Middle School. Yeah. It could, okay. So honestly, what I feel like is we saw them try to do this very exact same thing against Phoenix and it Phoenix knew and they were prepared. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And Phoenix, funny because they, they had similar movements, but they happened so much quicker. And they, they, they would almost happen like instinctively where it feels like Sacramento is like a, a slower machine that needs to like be updated. <laughs> it's true. And, yeah. and Phoenix is like, oh, I'm the Tesla. And we're yeah. like, oh, we're a Model T. And like, that's it's, what it feels well, like. Yeah. It's, it, with Phoenix, first of all, the confidence is there too, okay? The Phoenix is just like, hey, they're on a high. They're the top team in the league. Like, the confidence does a lot for you, but... They're also very proactive with it. We are very reactive. So for Phoenix, they're already thinking about this before it happens. And so they know. They're thinking about it. And once once that, that trigger happens, boom, the break is on. The moves are on. They're, they're moving up the field quick. Right, right. We're just reactive. If something happens, they're like, oh, okay. Like we're not – it's just not there. Like, right. And at the, at the professional level – yeah, maybe this is second division U.S. soccer, but it's still a professional level. You have to be thinking about these things before they happen. You have to be proactive if you want to cause, you know, a goal. Yeah, and I think what, um, just thinking about, so thinking about uh, players on the team, so obviously more complex, less basic systems take time and practice to implement well and and as like scott was saying uh instinctively in a game and so i don't know how much of 
Sacramento is having to play uh, basic attacking uh, buildup is due to the fact that Sacramento, I mean, they're playing with five new players that have entered the, the squad this year. Barahona came in mid-season. Anna Bolson has just now made it, made it into the team. Um, so whether that's uh, in unf- the players being unfamiliar with one another, um, only being able to implement a basic system in a short amount of time there together, and also brings it back to Simon Elliott's career as a manager, working with Prunadon- like mostly Children. the youth academy, who you see for you know three, four, five years at a time, you are able to develop more complex systems over that span of time because they're able to run the same thing right yeah right right and so when he's called up to manage the first team and you're with a whole new group of people that you have not developed a relationship who, and who don't know who don't know you and who don't know uh don't see the vision that you uh want to implement on the field i think that maybe we're seeing the uh implications of that right so. i would i would not be surprised <clears throat> at all if we see a Zero zero draw on Wednesday, or a one nothing win. Yeah, that's an interesting. Either, wa- either way. Yeah, that's interesting because I remember when Austin played Sacramento at Sacramento in April, like literally six months ago. Yeah, they were a very very tough team to break down. They played a very compact super hard four, defensive. Four, yeah, right. Um, and a lot of old players, a lot of experienced players. Nick Lima, I think, played that game as a, as a striker, and he's been pretty on it this season. Andre uh, Lima. Yeah, yes. yeah. I don't know why I said Nick Lima. That's the Fullback He's the fullback. US. Really, yeah. oh, see, I, I do know USA. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, he's been playing well at scoring goals for them. Um, so something that I said to, to these guys before the show was, I'm interested to see, just from a purely neutral tactical standpoint, I want to see how different Austin plays tactically this game as compared to their game in April. So will they be a very compact 4-4-2 that is really hard to break down? I don't know because the longer – the season goes the more you're yeah. able to uh like we like we were saying develop more complex systems i think they will because they have the upper hand here they're fourth on the table okay if they just get a draw out of this they come out with one point if i, I all right where for us as sacramento it's like we really really could use the three points here so i i definitely could see austin bold sitting back and being okay with the draw i i think so I, I watched their game against Rio Grande Valley, which we're going to talk about briefly in a second. And they they were at home, and they played a, a similar 4-3-3 to Sacramento. You know, fullbacks get up, dangerous wingers, blah, 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 blah. Their midfielders are a bit different. Um, don't really need to get into that, but I think they're going to stick with that system. I, I think it's going to be a 4-3-3, and, and even in defense – it looked like a like a four two three one or something. Okay. Like they went from four three three to four two three one. They they didn't really rotate back into that four four two. I think they were maybe in that four four two because of injury or just a new team. You're you got to experiment. I think they're gonna stay in that four three three, and uh, I I'm okay with that. I, I I don't think that's a problem for Sacramento. I would almost want to see them in a four four two. Just because I I think that takes out that third midfielder, and now we hopefully have um, three midfielders to their two defensively, uh-huh. and when we have the ball, so I would be 
I think that's a good sign. If you notice that 10 minutes in, oh, hey, they're sitting in a 4-4-2 low block or 4-4-2 mid, whatever. 4-4-2. Okay, cool. Well, anything with two midfielders, I think that's a good sign for Sacramento. Anything with three midfielders, I think Sacramento has a harder time breaking down. That's my opinion. Agreed. And with that, how about we just move on to the Rio Grande Valley game? Let's close it out here, boys. Yeah. Rio Grande Valley. Well, okay, so game on this past Saturday, game Wednesday in Texas at, uh, at Austin. And then you come back home on Sunday mm-hmm. for a game. Do we think to expect any squad rotation from Saturday to Wednesday to Sunday? I mean, you got to. I don't see why, though. There's six games left, five games left, you, and you have to make a push. You have I think to... we are at eight okay. games. The final stretch of the season, I think you have to play your best team every day. Yeah. Eight. We got eight Oh left. Well, okay, let me pose this question I then. Think that- if there is somebody rotated, who do we expect to be rotated? Get BJF out of there, please. Yeah, no, I, I, I think yeah. I think BJF getting out, game. Put, put Warner in. You could give him the start. Yeah. Anybody else? Uh, maybe Barahona because he came out with an injury. Maybe you see... Uh, who do we play at fullback now that Shannon Gomez is gone? And you pay, play Mahoney... At right back, oh, yeah. and I think you play McCrary at left back. And then Johnson Poulos. And Johnson Poulos, or Keenan. Yeah. Partain, I believe, got the day off on Saturday, correct? He's been he in. He was on the bench. Been, yeah. He was on the bench. He's so he didn't come, come on. in and start. Didn't come on, right? Yeah. He did not come on. Okay, so good. So there's your rest right there. Okay. That was the nice thing is we, we actually rested a couple of So you people. think that they he intentionally rested Partain for uh, Wednesday? Whether or not he did, he's he's he didn't play Saturday, he's fit. So okay. like that's good. I'm just saying like that's good. Okay, yeah. cool. I think we could see a pretty like so- what I think I, we're gonna see is against um, Austin. We're gonna see you know the best lineup. I'm worried about Rio Grande. You talked a little bit earlier before we started this podcast. We were talking and Scott yeah. talked a little bit earlier about. I think it's a trap game. Could be a trap game because you're looking at Austin like oh this yep. is the game. This is the game. If we win this game, we're I tied with them. That. Forty points. Reno's not doing well. Could we make a push? You know. And then all of a sudden you come back home Sunday, you rotate three, four guys out, and all of a sudden you, you lose 1-0, 2-1 again against yeah. Rio Grande Valley. There, there's really not much to talk about with Rio Grande Valley. Uh, the, they're, a, they're a modern team. They play in transition. They don't need the ball to score. and that They play good at home. Yeah, they're not a good they road team. So maybe you think yeah. we play the odds here, rotate guys. I don't know. Okay, we do this every so often. We got the three points on Saturday. Next two games here. <laughs> we do this very four often. Four points? <laughs> six points? Yeah. What What is Sacramento needing? Yeah. They need six points. I mean, just from this, the thing, the I mean, Reddit posts that we talked about last episode. Yeah, I, I think it sounds maybe drastic or whatever, but what are the other easy games? Now, I mean Tacoma. That was the last easy one, in my opinion. I mean, they play look, look at the schedule. Two. Like OKC, not gonna be not easy. gonna be easy. El Paso, my man Kizavetter's back. Yeah, not and easy. He got a brace on us last time we played. Tulsa might be. Easy. We play Los Dos again, which Los Dos has, you know, always been a big rivalry for us. Scott is pumping his fist right now. He's looking at his fantasy score. It's going up. It's going up. It's going up. I'm only about a point. I'm exactly one point down. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right. Um, Tulsa. Mm. Yes. Easy. Easy money. T- Tulsa, I, I would say on the road, that, that would still be an easy game. So there's one easy game. 
Orange County. No. Um, Orange County has been weird this year. They've been they've, they've been like Sacramento. They've yeah, been like five honestly, teams like Sacramento. Have. Yeah. And then Monarchs to close the season out. That is not gonna be. No, easy. I don't think it's gonna be easy. They're, They're surging right now. There's no teams in here that's like. Like we don't play Phoenix, you know what I mean? Like we don't play no. Fresno. The top three teams we've all played. Yeah. So that's the good news. That's the good news. But, but we only have one com- of yeah. Yeah, we're playing competitive teams here. So I I think if you're looking at the table and you're thinking, okay, Sacramento, if you want to be spots four or five or six, four, five or six, those are the spots that avoid the playing game. You're looking at this week as this is at least probably a seven point week two wins and a draw if you get two wins if you get six points you're content but you're not good you're not great so if we're saying real grand valley doesn't do well on the road that's three points any result that we get in austin any points that we get in austin those are those are bonus is that i think that's yeah that's the that's low end yeah high end is you get yeah. You, you need to get you a point. Austin. That's the floor. You need to get, yeah. The floor of, like, acceptability. Yeah. <laughs> but the ceiling, the ceiling the ceiling of is us winning both these games. And Reno is could still slide. Reno yeah. is sliding right now. We win against, okay, so to put this in perspective, we win against Austin. All right, we get three points out of Austin on Wednesday. That puts us, puts us in sole ownership if, if playoffs happened right now. Okay, Did that he... would put us in fourth. It wouldn't put us in sole ownership of fourth, but if playoffs have, happened today we'd be in fourth place. On goal difference. On goal difference. On goal, uh, no, on win. Um, it yes. goes by wins. Oh, yes. Oh, and we'd have 12 wins. They'd, and Austin would have 11. Wins. Yes. And that would put us four points away from Reno. We win on Sunday with a sliding Reno team. We're all of a sudden like knocking at the door for third place. Yeah, where's Fresno at? Fresno's up at 50. Okay, yeah, that's, sorry. <laughs> But this too, too, too ambitious. That's 13 points. Yeah. Right. But third is a definite. You, you come out of this week with six points. You are, n- you are really, like, you are right. You're one, we're one point away. Six points if that second win is against Austin. If that second, if we lose to Austin. Yeah. If we lose. Even that, if you get three points. In we're here, still three points back from Austin. Yeah. But you look at the, you look at the worst case scenario here. We lose both games. Oh, we're out of the playoffs. Like that's how uh, tight things yeah. are right now. I, it's possible, dude. I mean, it, we are currently other teams th- are gonna win or get draws and jump us. Yeah, it, we're currently in a four-way tie for seventh place. Yeah, eleventh place, the spot outside of the playoffs is one point behind us. Yeah. Yep. All right. It's well, so tight. Yeah, that's the table update. We are, but like we said, not a ton to talk about for Rio Grande Valley. Make time to watch at least the first half of the Austin game. If you can watch the first half of the Austin game, you could probably predict what's going to happen in the second half. Mm. That's just my opinion. Mm. If Sacramento gets an early goal, you can predict they're going to sit back. They're not going to send their fullbacks forward. Austin gets an early goal, they're not going to send their fullbacks forward. They're going to sit back. If it's 0-0, then you could expect a back-and-forth game. Okay. Um you guys have any other don't say I love this game? Don't I'm going to cut don't it. do it. Don't you do it. You've already yelled your country accent okay, or okay. whatever in our microphones and our ears <sighs> making us bleed. Any yes. other notes, any other things you want to bring up about this week, what has happened in soccer, anything like that. We've got about another minute. 
We had a big uptick in followers on our Instagram page. Yes. We yeah. loved talking to you guys. We posted something this week. Uh, we talked about it at the beginning of this podcast. But, um, yeah, when we post stuff, we love when you guys comment, love when you guys talk to us. Um, we'll be trying to be more engaging on that as well. So look out for those posts. Yes. yes. Nolan, anything else that you would like to say? I get seasonal depression when the international break happens. <laughs> You miss your soccer? You miss yeah. your Premier League? I miss real soccer because I hate na- international <laughs> football. That's that. All right. Well, let's all leave them on that, Scott. Yeah. All right. Well, this is my last note. Okay, okay cool. Yeah, Bringing it full circle back to one of the first things we yes. started talking about, MLS expansion uh-huh. update. I messaged yeah! William Hodges, the editor-in-chief of Barbs Indomitable Down. Cities. That's their Instagram. Okay. Is, indomitable city soccer yeah and i asked for a quote about what he felt and he said ah, this funny. is this is a quote from him okay i'm not the whole thing quote my personal opinion is that we are very close oh formal announcement could be weeks away that is a big deal guys end quote whoa now that is a guy very close to this i just wanted to justify our excitement okay yeah. if you're yeah. excited feel excited I understand your cynicism, but yes, yes. He also did say that this was a rumor from a source. Okay, so I don't know. Okay, take take what you will. Yeah, be excited. I'm gonna go with if it's gonna happen, it's happening now. So be excited now. Okay. Yay. Well, I think I think that was a good show. That was a good show. We got a lot in. Good pod, boys. Yeah. Nolan only screamed like once. I love this game. Oh my gosh. For like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sorry, we apologize again. Well, until next time, everybody. Glory, glory. I love this game. (laughs)